Well, good morning again. How y'all doing? Great. Can y'all hear me? I could get loud anyways if you can't hear me, but <laughs> man, it's good to be in the house. Amen. Now, man, we're going to raise a hallelujah this morning. We're going to seek our God, our Lord in everything that we do. And it's good to be excited because when we dig into God's word, it is something to get excited about. Amen. Amen. So we've been going through this year. We've spent the last 10 weeks in two different series. We, we started out this year with, you know, a new beginning. And, and we kind of, we looked at, you know, we were looking at ourselves having this new heart, this heart that prioritized or was connected to Jesus. We, we looked at having this new mind that we were focused on, on the promises and the purpose for our life through God's word. We, we looked at this new vision, the vision that God had for us, not only for us, but for the church itself. We, we looked at having a new focus, spending time in prayer. And we looked at new friends. Creating real lasting friendships. And now the last five weeks we were going through this series rebrand. And, and you know, we, one thing we do know is Christianity has a branding problem. The, the brand of Christianity you see in the world today, it, it, it has issues and we're called hypocrites and, and people don't want to come into church because they think we're going to look down on them. But yet we're the total opposite of that. But the world has cultivated this brand of what the church is. So as we spent time over the last five weeks, four of the weeks we spent in the book of Acts, we spent looking at the early church and what the early church did, how they lived their lives, the things that they did. And I think all of us should have realized by now that we are the brand of the church. We're the brand of someone who calls themselves a Christian. And when we go out there and we say we're a Christian, people are automatically judging the church and other Christ followers because of us. So, so we need to look at our brand, and, and the brand isn't always about trying to be different. The brand is looking back at our mission and our purpose in our life, and then moving forward with it. So with all of that, you can see we've looked at ourselves, uh, at ourselves and our relationships with Jesus through prayer and friendships and, and through his word. And, and then we looked at us as the body of Christ and what we're supposed to do, which brings us to this series that I've been pretty pumped about since I put it on the schedule called Witness. Witness. And uh, the whole vision for this series actually comes from Matthew 28. Now, now in Matthew 28, the, the thing that we see is it's the resurrection of Jesus. And if all of us pretty much know the story, but if you don't know the story, the the day after the Sabbath or the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and Mary were going to the grave. They were going to see where Jesus had been laid, to, and they prepared spices, and they were going to go, go see him and, and prepare his body because it was done quickly on Good Friday. And while they were approaching, the angel of the Lord appeared. And there was this ground shaking that happened, and he appeared like lightning. He rolled the stone away, and he's sitting on top of the stone. 
And the guards that were there watching basically were so shocked at what happened that they appeared to be dead. And in Matthew 28, verses 5 and 7, it says this. The angel told the woman, don't be afraid, because I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples he has risen from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Listen, I have told you. Easter is four Sundays from today. This is the Easter story. This is what we celebrate Easter because we know that Jesus rose from the grave. We know that he's risen. We know that he's going there. And in my life, I don't want to get so excited about the resurrection of Jesus that I forget what I'm supposed to do. Yes, our faith, our life hinges on the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. But we can't get so focused on that and so excited about that that we forget what he calls us to do. And I think as you look at the gospel and you look at Jesus, I think the heart of the gospel and the heart of Christ is that the gospel message is always a come and see, go and tell message. It's about come and see what Jesus can do for you and then go and tell people about what he did. And that's what we're called to do. And, you know, and I think as we look at this, we need to always remember that that's what we're called to do. That, that is our purpose in life. That's what we're called to do. And we should never stop doing this. We should never stop telling people about Jesus. Now, unfortunately, a lot of people do. They, hey, well, yeah, I did my part. Well, you know, I've been a Christ follower. I did my part. Let, let them new people handle this now. And each one of us have different spiritual gifts. Each one of us have different callings and, and things that we do in this life. And if you ever wonder, what does Jesus want me to do in life? He wants you to go, come and see and go and tell. That is for everybody. Every one of us are called to do exactly that. Come and see Go and tell. And I think that's really why when Jesus was being questioned by the lawyer and the attorney asked him, you know, what's the greatest commandments? He said to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all, your, with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Do you really know how to love, you, love your neighbor? Think about it. Do we really know how to love our neighbor? Now, if I were to ask and everyone gave, oh, well, I would do this, or I would do this, or I would do this. And yes, there are plenty of different ways to show. There are a plethora of ways to show love to somebody. But the best way we can show love to our neighbor is to tell them about Jesus. Let them know who Jesus is. Come and see. Tell them, come and see. Come and see what Jesus has done in my life. And then you go and tell what Jesus has done in yours. And I think there's this story in Acts, Acts chapter 16, that paints a perfect picture of this come and see, go and tell gospel that Jesus calls us to do. 
It's in Acts chapter 16, verses 23 through 25 through 34. Well, I can't talk this morning. 25 through 34. And if you don't have a Bible with you, there is one in the back of the pew in front of you. But as a reminder, it always will be up here on the screen. So God's word says this. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains came loose. When the jailer woke up and saw the doors of the prison standing open, he drew his sword and was going to kill himself since he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out in a loud voice, don't harm yourself because we're all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. He escorted them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him along with everyone in his house. He took them that same hour of the night and washed their wounds. Right away, he and his, all his family were baptized. He brought them into his house, set a meal before them, and rejoiced because he had come to believe in God with his entire household. Heavenly Father, as we dig into your word this morning, Lord, we ask that you open up our hearts that we may receive what it is you want us to receive. Open our ears that we may hear your voice. And Lord, may your words be mine and may your name be glorified. We make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Paul and Silas were two people who were focused on the mission. They were focused on the mission of come and see, go and tell. And we're actually going to spend two weeks in, in these same verses. But just if you think about it and you read through the book of Acts, and even reading through the New Testament, and you read the stories of Paul and Silas, you know they did everything they could to tell people about Jesus. As a matter of fact, Paul planted churches around the world, around the area, so people would come to know Jesus. And Paul was so radical about Jesus. If you remember back in Damascus Road, when, when he met Jesus, Jesus blinded him. He spent three days being blinded. Ananias came, prayed for him. And as soon as he was able to see, he immediately went to the synagogue and started preaching Jesus. Started talking about what Jesus, hey, come and see what Jesus did for me. A guy who was persecuting the churches, wanting to put Christians in jail, flog them, stone them, do everything to it. Like that, God changed him. And he went and he told everybody. He was going to tell everybody what Jesus did in his life, and he wasn't going to hold back for anything. They truly believed in this come and see, go and tell. And you know, I think it's interesting, verse 25, it says they were in prison. So they're in prison. Can you imagine being in a Roman prison? Think about back in biblical times, being in a Roman prison, probably cold and dingy, probably has some black mold on the wall, in shackles, the doors are closed, probably stripped down to barely anything at all, maybe a sackcloth. And what were they doing in prison? They were praying and worshiping God. 
in the midst of being persecuted for their faith, they were praying and worshiping God. Now, just a, a quick side note, just want to let you know, if, if you've got prayer requests and you're in here today, in the back of the pew in front of you, there is a little card. There's a place on the back that says prayer requests. You can take that card and you can fill it out and you can drop it in the offering plate. But if you've joined us for church online and you've got prayer requests, there's a button right there that you can hit the, to request prayer. Go ahead and request that prayer, and, and I just want to let you guys know, them prayers will hit our prayer list. And we will pray over them to be shaken, that this ground will be shaken, that, that your life can be radically changed, and that healing will come through it, because I am a firm believer in the power of prayer. And, and we see this going back, that they were praying and singing, they were worshiping God. The prisoners are listening to what they're doing, and it says there's an earthquake. And immediately the doors are open and their chains come off. They have been set free. They were set free from being persecuted for their beliefs. They were set free to continue to move on in their life and do what God called them to do. And I believe sometimes we need to understand we've been set free also. We have been set free to carry on what God has called us to do. They stayed on mission. And, you know, I think it's such a powerful story. And this story's actually been wrecking me for a couple weeks. And the reason is this whole shaking. You know, the ground was shaken. And, you know, a couple weeks back when we were in the book of Acts, we, we saw how when they all came together, the ground was shaken. And that's what prompted the Tuesday night prayer group, shaken. Because, man, we will pray when we're shaken because of this world. But we need to pray for God to shake the ground we're on. And we don't do that enough. Throughout the Bible, and when I, when I read this a couple weeks ago, I was like, yeah, God, you keep talking about the ground shaking. You talk about releasing people, setting people free. And I believe there's people who need to be set free today in here. There's people who still need to be set free because we're still holding ourselves in this bondage. We're holding ourselves because of our past. We're holding up because of something. And we need this ground that we're on to be shaken. And we do that through prayer and through worship, just like we saw Paul and Silas doing in prison. In prison, being chained, being locked up, dirty, dingy, nasty, and they were praising God. They were focused on a mission, weren't they? Turn to your neighbor and said they were focused. Are y'all that focused? We need to be that focused. We need to be that focused that everyone knows, man, they love Jesus. They know about Jesus. They're praising Jesus in the storm. We raise a hallelujah in the storm. Because that's what we're called to do. Paul and Silas didn't just take this message of the gospel and tuck it in their pockets. They didn't make it just about them. They wanted everyone to know that Jesus was their Lord and Savior. And if you look back and you look at what they're doing, basically what they did is they did the Great Commission. 
And if you don't know what the Great Commission is, and some of you may be saying, well, I've heard the Great Commission, or you may say, that sounds familiar. Well, it's at the end of Matthew 28. And it's one of the last commands that Jesus gives before he ascends into heaven. And in Matthew 28, verse 18 through 20, it says this, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. Notice he says, everything I have commanded you, not bits and pieces, not the good stuff, but everything I have commanded you, and remember I am with you always to the end of the age. Everything. You do realize this is a universal calling, right? That's for everybody. Every one of us who is a Christ follower who believes in Jesus Christ, can you put that back up on the screen? Is called to do this. We're called to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Every one of us, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing, no matter if, hey, God placed me here to do this, guess what else he placed you here to do? To do that. And unfortunately, we get so caught up that we don't do this anymore. People will not go and make disciples of all nations, and it's the simplest, come and see, go and tell. And we won't do this because we think it's someone else's job or someone else got, has to do it. Each one of us are required to do this. Each one of us is required to carry out this mission. This is the mission that Jesus gave each one of us. And no, like I said earlier, no matter what your gifts are, no matter what your talents are, this is one of the things you got to do. This is one of the things that we're all called to do. Yeah, and yeah, I think about this. This is one of the things that Jesus said right before he ascends into heaven. And I think about that ascension thing. Number one, I think it'd be pretty cool. How cool would it have to have been there and all of a sudden Jesus gives these final commands and whoop, he ascends into heaven. And you're sitting there like, wow. Yeah, and how many of us would have been stuck there like the disciples going, oh. Wow. And, and you know what? We know the disciples did that. We know the disciples sat there and were just staring up in heaven because it tells us that in Acts chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, it says this. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven, and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. And I got to thinking about this question. Why do you stand up, uh, why do you stand looking up into heaven? Here, here the, these, these two men in white come and ask the disciples, why are you standing here looking up into heaven? Because understand, Jesus didn't tell them to stand there and look up. Jesus didn't tell us to stand here and continue looking I'm waiting for Jesus to come back. I'm looking into heaven. He's coming back someday, so I'm going to stand here and look into heaven. That's not what they were called to do. Yes, we need to keep our eyes, we need to keep our focus on Jesus. No doubt about that. We need to keep our focus on Jesus. But we also need to tell people to come and see and go and tell. 
Tell people the gospel message. Give them the message of Jesus Christ. Because if you just stand here looking up into heaven, how's the kingdom going to grow? Is the kingdom of heaven going to grow if you're not out there doing what you're called to do? Probably not. And do you realize how many people are not going to make it to heaven because you don't tell them, come and see? Hey, come and see what Jesus has done in my life. Come and see. So that they can go and tell and go, man, let me tell you what Jesus did. Man, you need to come and see. But we will walk through our life looking up. I've got my eyes. I'm focused on Jesus. Well, some of us really need to focus on Jesus so we can focus on the mission. Because some of us are just gazing on Jesus and just gazing on the word. You know, we'll come into church on a Sunday or a Wednesday night and that's it. But pastor, I'm in this for my growth. What's well, really nice, but guess what? The gospel message isn't for you and it's not for me. It's for everybody. It's for us to go out there and tell the world, come and see. Come and see what Jesus has done in my life. Come and see the miracles that he's done in my life. And if you think he hasn't given, done a miracle in your life, he came into your life, he died on a cross for you to be able to have eternal life. That is a miracle in itself. And that's a miracle when it comes to me, because I know me. I know my past. I know when I messed up, and like I say in here, you come into this family, welcome to this messed up, jacked up family that's loved. Because every one of us are messed up, every one of us are jacked up, but every one of us is loved by Jesus. None of us are perfect, none of us ever will be. But we need to remember, we need to go tell them, come and see. We need to tell people about Jesus because their eternal life depends on it. Their eternal life depends on it. And when we're too busy just looking up, waiting for Jesus, remember, he's already here. He said he will be with you until the end of the age, and Jesus is with you through the Holy Spirit that indwells with inside of you. So he is with you, he is guiding you, he is doing everything he calls you to do. But like I said, some of us don't listen. Some of us are like, well, I did my part. I, I did my part, I don't have to do anything else, and, and not understand that this ripple effect that you have the ability to do. Understand, if you tell someone about Jesus, and they accept Jesus, who else are they going to tell? That then creates this ripple effect. You know how when you drop a stone in the water and that ripple just keeps going out? And then it hits the end and comes back the other way. Create a ripple effect in your own life. Create a ripple effect in your family and your coworkers, every place that you're at. Because God has placed you where you're at for a reason. Purpose. And what kind of change are you making where you're at? Are you honestly affecting change in people's lives that's going to... And remember, everything you do affects eternity. Either eternity with God in heaven or eternity with Satan in hell. Your decision, what you do, how you live your life when people know you're a Christian, Christian will ultimately affect everyone's eternity that you come in contact with, whether good or bad. And some of us are leaving a lot of bad out there behind us because we think it's someone else's job to say, come and see. 
It's someone else's job. To, well, that's the pastor's job. Every one of us have been called to make disciples. Every one of us has been called to be focused like Paul and Silas. Start your own ripple effect. Paul and Silas were freed from their confinement, but they didn't view that freedom as a means of escape. They didn't all of a sudden the doors open and everything, that, oh my God, we're free and we ran out. See, we got freedom in the country we live in today, and I think sometimes it's a shame because of the freedom that we have, we won't talk to people about stuff. Well, I don't want to push it the wrong way. Understand, they, living in biblical times, they were getting persecuted. They were literally in jail because of telling people about Jesus. We have freedoms in this country, and we won't even tell our next-door neighbor about Jesus. Oh, they might get offended. I don't care if I offend anyone. Guess what? Eternity stands in the balance. They can spend eternity in hell or eternity with me in heaven. I would rather people spend eternity with me in heaven than spend eternity in hell. And that is the problem with most churches today is they don't talk about eternity in hell. It is a real place and there are going to be people who live there. And guess what? Someone may be there because you didn't say, come and see. Because you had an opportunity and you did nothing with it. Because you thought it was someone else's job. Well, I did my part. Yeah, well, I've been a believer for 50 years and I've been warming this pew for the last 30. That's someone else's job now, Pastor. I, I don't need to do that. Something I want you to apply in your life this week. God freed you not to view your freedom as just an escape, but so that you could use your story to witness to others. God freed you not to view your freedom as just an escape, but so you could use your story to witness to others. Are you witnessing to others? You look at this story, and you see this whole come and see play itself out. They were set free. They were ready to be, they could literally have escaped and they stayed in their jail cells. The guard came, saw what had happened, immediately drew his sword to kill himself. And he was going to kill himself because ultimately he would be killed for allowing the prisoners to escape. And some of us have people in our lives right now that are either emotionally, spiritually, or physically hurting themselves because we won't let them know about Jesus. We won't step in and say, hey, wait, 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 wait. It's not that bad. Come and see. Come and meet my Jesus. But we have people dying in our own life. They were, this soldier was about to kill himself. And you see this whole come and see work out. Paul said, oh, we're still here. And what's he do? He rushes in. He rushes in, he sees them still there, and he asks, what must I do to be saved? He knew God showed up. He saw the miracle, he saw what God had done, and he wanted a part of that. Do people in your life want a part of what Jesus is doing in your life? 
Do they really want a part of it? Are you showing them what Jesus is doing in your life or are you living life by the world standards? Except on Sunday when you come to church or maybe a Wednesday night. We need to be standing apart in everything that we do. So we see this jailer, he comes, they present him with the gospel. He not only gets saved, he goes and his entire family gets saved and they're all obedient. Now remember, this is sometime after midnight, all obedient and went and got baptized. They didn't wait. They were obedient to the call that Jesus had for them. They accepted Jesus, they were baptized, and they moved on with their life. They now had eternal life in heaven. Because Paul and Silas were focused on the mission. They were focused on Jesus. They were focused on, I'm not going to let these bad times shake me, but I'm going to pray and I'm going to worship and I'm going to let God shake this ground. I'm going to let God do the shaking instead of this world do the shaking. We need to do this, come and see, go and tell. It is what we're called to do. It's about sharing our faith. And with this series, there's going to be some challenges. Now, not only challenges for you where you may be thinking, man, pastor's going to make me talk to people. Can I come to church and just lie and say, well, pastor, I talked to so-and-so and I invited these people and they didn't come. Well, the challenges are going to be a little different. Because during the course of this series, you're going to receive text messages. You're going to receive some emails with words of inspiration and, and some helpful hints. But during this series, I'm going to give you three challenges. And, and those three challenges are exactly to get you comfortable to tell people to come and see and go and tell. Some of us are very good at it. Some of us will talk to anyone or anything. It doesn't matter. Others of us are kind of like, man, pastor. Well, remember, God will always stretch our tent. When we get comfortable, God's going to stretch our tent. And he is going to stretch our tent throughout this series. And, and along with that, I will tell you, if during this past week, you did not get a text message or email from the church, it means you're not connected. So if you're not connected because you didn't get the text or the emails, that means you need to go inside your bulletin and either text the word connect to that number or scan the QR code. And if you're with us for church online, same thing. Because if you're church online, you've connected with us, even though you're not here in the room with you, you're still going to get these challenges. Because even though you're not here, you can invite someone to join you church online and you could be watching together. You could have a watch party and join us together. The first challenge is going to be easy. All you got to do is spend the week praying. Spend the whole week praying. I think all of us can do that. All of us can take a day out and most of us probably do it anyways. The first challenge is going to be praying. And then while you're praying, write down five people that you know that don't know Jesus or are currently not connected to a church. 
and then include them in your prayers each and every day. That's the first challenge. Now, you get a reminder of that with a text message or an email, but I just want to encourage you, you will be challenged. And for some of us, like I said, we'll get caught up with, well, you know, Pastor, I did my part. Understand it's a rather slippery slope when you try and live on what you've done in the past for not doing anything now. Well, I did my part. You ain't seen Jesus face to face yet. You're not done. And he's not done with you. And some of us will be, we live in that bondage of, well, you know, pastor, you don't know what it's like in my family or my workplace. Remember, I ain't always been a pastor. So yeah, I know what it's like in your family and I know what it's like in your workplace. Remember, I, I worked in warehousing for years. I can tell you, I can tell you about some words and things that go on. I'm a chaplain for Palm Beach Sheriff's Office. I can tell you some things you hear when you're talking with a police officer or the things that you see when you're out there in the world and you got to go to someone's house and the things you see on a crime scene. Don't let the world dictate to you who you should be. Let Jesus dictate who you should be. Come and see, go and tell. That's what the gospel is all about. Someone took the time to tell you to come and see. Every one of us are here because someone said, come and see. Now, some of us who accepted Jesus as a kid, it probably wasn't come and see. It was probably, you're going, let's go. <laughs> but then while you were here, you got to see. You may have got dragged here. Like I said, I got dragged to church every time. I had a drug problem, got drugged to church every time the church was open. Because mom made me go to church, and I thank her for it today. Because I was able to come and see what Jesus was doing in people's lives. I was able to come and see, and then I was able to go and tell what Jesus has done in my life. Be part of that come and see, go and tell. And ultimately, to be able to come and see and go and tell, you got to know who Jesus is. You got to be a follower of Jesus. And notice I didn't say a Christian. Because there is a big difference between someone who calls themselves a Christian and a Christ follower. There's a whole lot of people that say they're Christians, but they don't live their life the way Jesus calls them to live it. And like I said, the first step is knowing Jesus. You may be sitting here saying, that's all good, Pastor, but I don't know Jesus, and, and I'm messed up, I'm jacked up. Well, welcome to the family. Because God's Word says that we all fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. We all fall short. Even me. I'm up here preaching, but I still sin. I don't sin the way I used to sin. Thank God. But every one of us still sins in one way or the other. Remember, if you hate or are angry with someone, it's like murder. Some of us probably murdered people on the way to work this week driving 95. Telling people, you're number one and not this finger. Leave the church, leave here from church and go to get something to eat and every place is short of staff and then complain because your food isn't good. <laughs> 
Oh, by the way, hey, come to church. Really? We all sin. We all fall short. But God's word also says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's where it starts. Accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Accept that miracle that he will accept you just the way you are. And then tell us, oh man, come and see what Jesus did. So that you can go and tell what Jesus did in your life. He's put you where you're at in your life right now for a reason. To affect change in other people's lives. Start affecting change in other people's lives. Remember, it's a difference between heaven and hell. And there is a real difference between the two. And maybe you're just sitting here saying, well, pastor, I, I, I don't know about this whole invite and stuff. You know, I, I've done all these different programs and this ain't a program. This is you being you. You being you, being real with yourself, being real with the people who are around you. And there's some people who are around you who may not realize you're a Christian. And all of a sudden this week you're going to pull up and or next week you're going to pull up and say, hey, you know, we all like options and, and, and my church has some options. My church has some options for Easter weekend and, you know, we got this Good Friday service, a sunrise service and regular Easter service. And, and man, I want you to come to church with me. And you notice these are not business cards. These have intention. You've got to be intentional when you give this to somebody. And these are located in the back. Make sure you grab some. Everyone likes options. Be a change in someone's life this week. Like I said, this week is easy. This week, just start praying about it and see who God lays on your heart. That is either not a Christ follower or not connected to a church. You know, I say it all the time. We've got to be connected to a local church somewhere. Whether it's here or someplace else, doesn't matter. We're all in the kingdom. It's always about the kingdom of heaven. It's not about these four walls. But if people don't get connected to a local church, they can't work on that relationship with Jesus and with others where we can come together as a community. Make a change in someone's life this week. And you could start today, come up and just pray about, God, give me five names. God, who do I know that needs to know you? Who can I tell to come and see? Because you tell me I got to go and tell, so I need to tell someone to come and see, Lord. And I guarantee he'll show you who it is. So, Heavenly Father, we come to you today as, as we start this new series, Witness. And, Lord, we've looked at ourselves and we've looked at the body of Christ. Now is where the rubber meets the road, Lord. Now is where we've got to really do the mission you've called us to do. Lord, you, you, you've saved us despite us. And Lord, we fail every day because we don't have scars in our wrists. But Lord, we thank you that we are better today than we were yesterday. And we know tomorrow is an even brighter day. Lord, help us 
to get people to come and see so that then they can go and tell the miracle that you've done in their life. And Lord, for those who are a little skeptical of it, Lord, I ask that you convict them through your Holy Spirit. Make them make that move this week and be bold for you. Lord, is a difference between heaven and hell. And Lord, I don't wish anyone spends eternity in hell. Lord, I want heaven to be full as we come together and sing praises to you. Lord, it's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting. There's going to be a, so many people there. And Lord, there's going to be people who are there because of us and the ripple effect that we start today that we didn't even know about. Lord, teach us to come and see and go and tell. We'll make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online. And, and, and if, if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to go ahead, go to our website and, and help support this ministry as we try and outreach and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And you can just go to our website, fbclantana.com slash give, um, and you can make an online donation right there. Again, I encourage you to get connected to a local church, and especially if during this message you felt compelled to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, definitely go tell somebody. Let someone know because that is a Hey, we would lose with that. You can go to our website, fbclantana.com, and on the very front page, you say, Give my life to Jesus. Click on there, and at the bottom of there, there's some links and some good information for you. And just wanted to say, Welcome to the family.